Hey everyone, my name is Mick and I put the Mick in Mick and Cookies. It is my custom cookie decorating company that I've turned into much more than that. I focus on classes, custom orders, tutorials online, and now podcasting. I started this podcast first episode because I had a friend in town and she pushed me to start it as this has been on my mind. Here we have the very first episode of Isn't Life Sweet? featuring Lisa He of Borderlands Bakery. She is, I would say, one of my favorite bakers, one of the first people I followed, and someone I am so tremendously grateful and honored to know and call my friend. I hope you enjoy this episode, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah, it's okay. live. All right. It's on. Welcome to my <laughs> podcast that doesn't exist yet. Yay! First <laughs> podcast. So I'm Mick. This is my voice, and I'm here with Lisa of Borderlands Bakery. Hi, Lisa He, Borderlands Bakery. Yes. I bake cookies. I make cookie tools. I write stuff. You do a yeah. lot of stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Provide a lot for the yes. cookiers out there. So I'm in Los Angeles, and Lisa is visiting, so I had her come over so we could have a little chat about cookies and life and this new journey that Lisa is embarking on as she just quit her corporate job after almost 10 years of being in it more than that and she is taking cookies full-time and she has some amazing plans coming up and amazing resources under her belt that she is going to deliver and provide for us in ways that I can't even describe and I'll let her do that for us but just get excited because there's some pretty cool things that Lisa is going to be bringing to us. Yes. So this was really, really spontaneous. Yeah. We have Guys, no we idea really... what we're doing. Um, we we just... figured we just sit here and have a conversation about like both of our experiences mm-hmm. and maybe someone listening out there might be interested or this might help you in some way or help you get over whatever hump you're in and get into that next stage, whatever that might be. For me, yeah. I just, I've been having a podcast on my mind because I chat with people and they tell me their stories, but I would much rather hear them from their words and then also share them with the world if they're willing to. So that's why I'm going to start this podcast so I can just chat with more cookiers and other small businesses and like-minded individuals really, and just pick their brains and see where they started and why, because it can inspire others. And I just happen to be here. So Mm -hmm. we hit each other up and we're like, we're just going to do this. (laughs) A little bit background, Borderlands Bakery. Yeah, so who Um, are you? I am a Chinese immigrant. So I actually came here when I was six. My dad used to work for the Chinese government and he kind of decided he didn't want to be a part of that anymore. So he came to the United States when I was 10 months old and I didn't get to see him again until I was six, which is actually really crazy because it's such a crucial like development period for kids. And then... My mom joined him when I was, like, four, so I didn't get to see my parents from four to six. I was raised by my aunts, yeah. my dad's sisters. And that's, like, when your first memories are really yeah. So I don't have strong. any, actually. Yeah. So I don't have any of my dad or my mom or anything like that that, like, really connected with me. But I think when you're a kid, you don't realize, like, what they're doing for you. Yeah, you don't yeah. realize you the have sacrifice or no anything. clue, right? Mm-mm. So we came here, my dad brought me over, you kind of reformed that relationship with your parents because you just haven't been around them. You feel like you're neglected, but that's, like, not yeah. the case. Well, it was wrong. Like, that's not r- right. So came here when I was six, 
didn't know any English at all. Had to learn all that from scratch. They put me into like an immersion school, so it was like Chinese English. But because yeah, you're Cantonese. at kindergarten age at that point, yeah, so. yeah. <clears throat> I, so kindergarten, first grade. I think we started when I just got into first grade. Mm-hmm. I started a little early, and I watched my parents hustle. We were actually in an in law unit in San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, so okay, okay, you're in San, San Francisco. Francisco. Okay. San Francisco in law unit, and uh, I. Creepily actually went there last week. <laughs> oh my god, was it just like on your mind? It was and... well, like I was delivering cookies to Google okay. YouTube, yeah. and I happened to be in that San Francisco area. And I'm like, this is a weird time to uh, this kind where of you yeah, are like where am I in my life? And I'm here, so I might as well. And I drove by, and everything looks so different because when you're young, everything's small. Yeah, I mean, I mean, big, big, everything's big, big, so everything's big. Like and then everything's normal size. You're now. like, wait, the hill's just like little hill. So kind of to revisit like where I came from was really interesting because we were so poor. Visually literally, yeah, literally had nothing. My dad came here with a hundred bucks. They both went to school. They hustled. They had jobs, and they had me, and they put me through school. So there's a whole newfound sense of appreciation for that. And then are you an only child? I'm an only child. So, so you didn't even could, have like a sibling yeah. to lean on or anything. No, so. no. But and then like, that you know that's character building. That's who you are now, you yeah, know? It, you it, it, it really was. So watching that hustle and their hard work, I think, really, like, kind of put, like, better work my ass off because they came here with nothing, yeah, right? And they exactly. built everything. So that was elementary school. Wow. I mean, that's just a lot to go through just as a kid. I went through divorce at age nine, but I just can't imagine being fully away across an ocean. So um, how did that affect you when you were, you were going through that period? Um, I mean, I like nine years old, like you are still being so formed and you're so a sponge to people's opinions. And I was definitely divided. I took my dad's side in the divorce when I didn't listen to my mom's side. And she told me I wasn't old enough to know anything yet. And um, so, yeah, I, my relationship was very distraught with my mom when I was nine to like 11. I hated my stepdad. And it wasn't until I was like, literally like 12 or 13 that I finally like warmed up and accepted it but I was like a daddy's girl my mom and I did not get along and now we're like best friends but the divorce was hard and then my brother was so young he doesn't even remember my parents being together and then for me I remember mostly them fighting so does that change how you perceive life today or perceive the relationships that you have or how you behave and I, well, for me, I think it just makes me want to have a really strong relationship with whoever I choose to be my life partner. Um, and, like, divorce is never an option, even with or without kids. Um, but I personally love the divorce life. When I was older, like, I got to, like, have two separate lives with my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. And thought of it. I have two bedrooms. I can pick two themes. You know, I, I tried to find those silver linings, you know. But it was hard. Like, if I forgot one thing at my mom's house, the world's upside down. because The little things, yeah. yeah. But I think it taught me to, like, pack properly, be organized, (laughs) prepare my life ahead of time. But otherwise, like, it was, like, divorce is hard. It was, I mean, my parents definitely sheltered me from a lot of it because it wasn't a pretty divorce. But they are best friends now, so it's, like, that's what's good is that they were strong enough to keep the kids in mind and not themselves. And they remained friends and were accepting of their new relationships in their life. And they just kept us, like... A unit basically yeah. and yeah. you can kind of see that um, our parents generation how they have that we're doing this for our kids we're gonna keep our shit together for our kids we're gonna kind of make it work for our kids and then you kind of see an interesting shift with us like yeah. this subsequent generation how we it's kind of like a common theme in I think the millennial ish generation and the generation after that where we kind of want to do things for us now, mm-hmm. right? We have We're the, being selfish, We're honestly. being selfish for the first time, but we also have, 
like we're able to do that because of what our parents mm-hmm. sacrificed for us. No, totally. So yeah, that's always super interesting to be at a point in your life where you can reflect back on that and be like, oh shit. I mean, like I have apologized to my parents and you know, I'm sorry that I reacted that way, but no, they're not mad. I was a kid. You know, you can't, yeah, you can't be mad. you're not responsible for those emotions back then, but it is crazy though, just to be exposed to things that most people never be exposed to in their lifetime mm-hmm. at such a young age. But, I mean, it just makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a part of it. There's always something you can look back on it and be like, I guess that's why that happened. And then eventually, so that is the whole being an immigrant, learning language, integrating into a new culture. All of that kind of made me, like, super insecure as a kid. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what was your, like, friendships like <laughs> and relationships <laughs> It was really weird because coming from, like, an East Asian country, everything's about academia. Oh, yeah. uh, Prestige, right? Like, studying. Studying (laughs) and being super smart. We're literally watching Sailor Moon right now, and while they're fighting crime, they're like, you're cutting into my reading time! Yeah, yeah, like, that's embedded into the culture, and it's so programmed deeply into who we are as we grow up, that that's all kind of like, that's what's important, right? So as you grow up, each step that you're taking, you're getting the good grades, whatever. Um, Your parents are comparing you to the other kids in your class, right? You have to be whatever. And their friends' kids. Their friends' kids. Oh my God. So elementary school was actually all about, I'm being compared to my other immigrant friends. Am I learning English fast enough? Am I as creative? Can I draw as well? Like literally everything was about that. Just, yeah, it was this the uh, yeah com- competition, competition, keeping up. prestige, keeping up. You know, you're like you on a pedestal, up. pretty much. Well, like well, you, like, you're they're watching you, yeah. like and like pitting you against each other, almost in a sense at at that point. So that was elementary school. You have to learn everything, by the way. Yeah. you got you got music, whatever, and then sports were kind of like the last thing. <laughs> Learning music does actually give you a better ability to process information yeah. in a certain way. So like I get it, but like no kid would understand <laughs> that, right? But you got forced into that, and your parents forced into that, and that kind of built up. That did, however, I would say, at this point, looking back on it, build up a lot of discipline. Yeah. So you do things, be- not because you want to, because you know they will pay off later. Exactly. Applies to everything, in like, in the cookie world, in the small business world. If you want to get something, a lot of us are so short-term now that we can't see the end game. Nope. If it's too big of a project, mm-hmm. then you're you- like, ah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's when you have to, like, break it down into the small project. So... That's kind of the elementary school life. And as I went into middle school, it was... And at um, that point, like, did your parents, like, engrave anything that you should be working toward in your life? Like, did they want you to, like, <laughs> be a certain thing? They're like, you gotta be successful. Okay, and that's that was what super, it was. Yeah, it was super vague. Like, as a kid, you're, like, seven. Yeah. What the hell does is... money mean? Does, like, success mean whatever? It was so, like, your your world is so small, so the, it's all very immediate. You think about, oh, I gotta get A's, I gotta get accolades, I gotta mm-hmm. get recognized, but all of that kind of follows you. So, in middle school, it got more intense, right? Oh, because it now becomes way more competitive. You get, there's like, more clubs you can There's go more clubs, to. there's extracurriculars. I discovered very early on that I didn't like school. Okay. Yeah. So, I didn't like to study. I hated studying. I loved reading for pleasure. I'd read, like, with a flashlight, and my parents would yell at me because they're like, oh, you're gonna mess up your eyes. But the second you knew you had to yeah, read yeah. for a quiz. It was not like, happening. Nope. <laughs> and I got really good grades, not because I wanted to, but it was, like, because I had to. Yeah, you supplied yourself because obligated. you needed to. Yeah. So, <laughs> for survival. <laughs> for survival. For survival. <laughs> Don't mess it up. So, middle school was, like, a continuation, because it, it was, like, the same group of people. We were still in San Francisco. And... Where it started to get kind of stressful, actually, is 
we in San Francisco, in order to get into certain prestigious high schools, you had to, like, apply. Okay, yeah, like, I had to college. apply for high school, too. So you write, like, <laughs> essays, you talk yep. about your life, like, it we was bonkers. Yeah, yeah, it was bonkers. And I did just well enough to get in, and then whole family picked up and moved to a different part of the Bay Area, so I didn't even go where I thought I was going to go. <gasps> Sucks. Fine. Turned out for the okay, better. good. Because that was such a competitive high school that I probably... What if I had a very different life? Yeah. Yeah, because I would not have had the grades to make it into, like, Davis or anything like that. Yeah, comparison. where you ended up going, yeah. So, in comparison. Yeah. And then, so I got a chance to basically start over, which was super hard because you make so many you're friends in middle school, in right? high school. It's like yeah, it's the worst. freshman year. You don't, you need your people. Yeah, it's it was actually really emotionally tough. And at that point, I wasn't artistic. I was not athletic at all. The only thing I had was... The book smarts that I forced myself into. Mm-hmm. So and then did I, you play an instru- instrument? I played an instrument. Yeah. I played the bass. I played the piano. And then, like one day, I was browsing the internet. <laughs> By the way, at that time, you guys, there was no like. It wasn't. It was dial up. It wasn't just <laughs> dial up. It was like the time on the dial up had to be accounted for. I was using the AOL online discs that had free <laughs> that 100 the hours. Yes. The free 200 hours and I would clog up my phone line, make my dad crazy, and I would keep getting like asking people for their discs so that I could get another 100 I, hours, more, 100 more hours time. And it was like kind of crazy. So discover the internet, discover the forums, and then I started in middle school to sell this is amazing. Uh, this <laughs> counterfeit korean pop star bookmarks 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 that i i I had my dad buy me like an inkjet printer um i bought like the book sticky book covers and i like ghetto rigged my own bookmark with like ribbon that had their korean pop stars on it and i let people customize them and it was like two dollars each yeah and i'd get cash in the snail mail and (laughs) my parents didn't know i was doing this until my mom found an envelope with cash in it one day, and she was like, what, what the hell are you doing? It's addressed yeah. to you. It's addressed to me, and what the hell are you doing? So that was actually my first hustle. I think I was 13, 12 or 13. That's amazing. That's the ultimate hustle, okay? <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so back then, though, like, it wasn't something. It was just like, I was You just bored. needed to do I something. I needed something for myself. I, I made, I um... It bookmarks out of loose leaf paper and sold yeah. them for a dime when there I had a lemonade stand. There you, you go. Know? How old were you when you were doing um, I was probably five. Yeah. Yeah, with my friend across the street. And we so, just made lemonade and made bookmarks. Sparks, right? Because we just wanted sparks. a color, you know? It's just... And I think that's kind of really amazing because I think all of us have that little, these little uh, sparks that happen in our life and we don't really know what they mean. And then when we look back on them, we're like, oh shit, that was the foundation that of was where it. I am. Yep. But I think that started it because I was hooked at that point. You're like, I like getting this money. I like, I love the money. I was 13, you guys. $20, $30 a week was it would go amazing. Far. Yeah. It was amazing. You could go to the movies with your friends. Yes. <laughs> and then, I mean, like, at that point, we were still in San Francisco. So, like, you could take the Muni anywhere. It was just freedom. You know, that, that was it. That was, was your freedom. It yep. was my freedom. Before you have your license, as long as you had money, like, you're like, I'm cool. I'm cool. I can get on the bus, yep. right? Um, but then we like dropped everything. We moved from San Francisco to Fremont. So from the epicenter yeah, of the like city the city life. metropolitan life into the suburbia. And it was funny because instantly it became a little more diverse. So it wasn't just like the Chinese English immersion schools mm-hmm. and all the immigrants and stuff like that. It Finally was more white people. So, much so 
first time exposed to that, first time having to even consider the thought of sports. So it wasn't just about academia anymore. Yeah, because you said you did volleyball. So is that when you started high school? Yeah. Okay. So that was my first like sport ever on an official team was volleyball and it was very tough to get it. I don't know why that was my entry point. Those are some badass girls. But you know what? So I wanted to play basketball and I'm 5'3 for anyone who like (laughs) doesn't know that. And I'm pretty sure I was like less than five foot when I was. At that point. Yeah, at that point. And I wanted to play basketball. My dad talked to the coach and coach was like, she should probably do track. <laughs> Just gonna be honest. Like, cause like there are some girls in high school that are so tall. So, so tall. And I'm like, oh God. And I hated running. And I used to be I called hate granny. granny in elementary school. I had the nickname. My PE teacher Wait, called why? me granny because I was so damn slow. Oh my I gosh. Was granny. Granny. But, I mean, it wasn't like cute. It was a very good nature. Like, come right? on, granny. So, <laughs> yeah. So I never felt like I was being picked on, but like, but even you, you knew know. you were slow. So you're yeah, like, you know, it's cool. So I did volleyball because it was a shot in dark and I just didn't care anymore. I had to do something. Yeah. To do it. So yeah. I did it. I got on. It was great. A good experience. It was not for me in the long run because I was just not blessed <laughs> with like Athleticism. the volleyball skills the good arm the, the, just didn't know how right yeah. it was not a priority and like when your parents are so focused on academia and prestige from that perspective you don't develop the physical aspects Mm-mm. your brain is what you're mm-hmm. is the muscle that you're working the on brain is the muscle i'm working on and then but i found badminton which was also i love badminton do you really yeah. oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. Seriously? I love that Seriously. I would okay. I would do it competitively if okay. I could. <laughs> I was so serious that I did compete competitively all throughout high school and part of college and I, I have trophies. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Badminton, mm-hmm. the birdie, everything. My- yeah. Oh my god. Every time we played badminton in PE in high okay. school, I was I was there. Okay. I was showing up. <laughs> and I was actually good at it. Yeah. It was like one of the sports that I Seriously. I wasn't really good at tennis, but badminton. Yeah. It's a different thing. Yeah. It's a different thing. I okay. was so into well, it. so that's so exciting. Oh my god, another badminton girl. <laughs> I'm like super. Stoked. I can't believe I have to. Oh I can't wait god. to visit and see your trophies. Like, okay. it's super. Legit. It's super funny. So yeah, I played badminton. Got really into it. That was a sport that I like excelled. Mm-hmm. And then you it built that like crazy a whole like, new persona whoa. about yourself. Yeah. And then I found, like, at the same time, it was so weird. So if we bring it back to this whole entrepreneurial, like, small business journey, I got bored of the bookmarks. Okay. Yeah, I found jewelry. Guys, I have not touched an oven this whole time in my life, right? My, I don't even know what an oven is. I never use it. My parents use it for storage. We're immigrants. All we, the big cookware <laughs> goes in the oven. So we did. We use that as storage. And then I, like, found jewelry. Crystal jewelry, mm-hmm. wire jewelry. And I got really cr- into that. And I realized I really like to use my hands. I was making bookmarks. Clearly, that. yeah. So jewelry, jewelry, jewelry. High school. Apply for college. Jewelry, jewelry. Got a job at Tapioca Express. And the other thing was, you guys... I liked making money, and again, it's really about the freedom. Yeah, so then how old are you right now working at Tapioca? 15, 16. Okay. Okay. The second I could work, you you got I, the job. I got the job. Yeah, the second I could, like, legally work, I got the job, but I was doing the jewelry already before mm-hmm. that. Again, online sales. Cash in the mail, you guys. You broke Hustling. through on the internet, like... Yeah. Oh, my God. The internet is, like, a godsend to me, as it should be for so many of you, because it's opening the doors to, like, 
everything. Everybody. Right. But everything. you were pre-Etsy. Like I was pre-Etsy. I was on the forums. Yes, like selling to people okay. through like, text. Like just text. typing. It was a horrible, you guys. <laughs> you know, like manually everything. I was taking photos with like this old school Canon. Um, I can only imagine. Yeah, it's like, and I had to quality. upload them. I didn't even edit them. All I did was crop them <laughs> totally. and paint. It was amazing. Paint. And people bought them. Paint. Paint. I'm pretty sure that's not even like offered it's okay. on. It's just way better now okay. than it was. Yeah, you're not saving like the horriblest quality. Oh, paint. So that was the thing. I'm lucky we even had a computer. Honestly, yeah. like Obvious. I'm actually yeah. not sure because my parents were like the least technology people ever. So you had one and that's good. That is good. So high yeah. school. High school was crazy. I actually, I didn't have like, aside from the badminton and like the study and whatever, I didn't really like remember that much from high school. Your relationships and friendships in high school, you were mostly just your teammates now, on the badminton yeah, team. Yeah, on the badminton team. And like, honestly, pretty sure that was it. It was a very small circle of friends and I don't think I'm in touch with anybody today. Yeah. I don't think I'm in touch with anybody pre-college. Not really. I mean, to be honest, neither am I really. Yeah. I have, like, like, I can count on one hand the people I talk yeah. to. Your life changes. I think you move, you grow, everything changes. The conveniences of friendships Yeah, change. I mean, I kind of left my hometown to not, like, never go back to my hometown. Yeah. So I removed myself, but... That's life. Yeah, no, in high school, fun. I had the same thing. Like, I feel like... I kind of just, like, breeze by. Can I, you... Are there certain things that you really remember that you feel, like, impacted you? Or what were you doing then? Well, I went... So, like, how you said how you had to apply to your high school. I had to apply to mine. And it was a career and technical academy. And you got to literally pick a major. In and, high school? Mm-hmm, and the school was split. It was a professional academy and design academy. And in professional, there was culinary. There was dentistry. There was it's hospitality. Like school? Almost like pretty much. School it was okay. preparing you for college is really what it was. Project-based learning. So okay. every single quarter, you had a huge project. You're very lucky, actually. Oh, I, you, like, when I went to college, on, like, I was like, college is You're easy. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so I picked fashion design, and so I was in sewing, I was making clothes, I thought I was going to be a designer, but when I look back, fashion and, like, those classes really stuck with me because they proved to me that I was creative and I did want to do something that was creative. I never would have learned about FITM if I hadn't gone to the high school I went to. Honestly, like, my last few years of school, I ate lunch in one of my teacher's classrooms because I, like, couldn't connect with people and... I was so ready to just, like, move on with my life that I literally just sat in my teacher's classroom during lunch. Were your teachers supportive at that point? Oh, yeah, like, like and I also had, like, health issues, so it was just kind of, like, uncomfortable to be around people and, like, explain to them why I couldn't, like, eat properly because I was, I had gallbladder issues, mm-hmm. and I literally, everything I ate, I would, like, end up getting sick, so, yeah. like, people are like, why is Michaela dropping weight? Like, why is all this happening? Yeah. And I'm just like... Mr. Moore, so many I need you right? to just, yeah. like, I need to shelter in, in your classroom and just, like, talk about, like, adult things. You know, where I'm going to college, what I want to do with my life. I'm moving out of state, and I'm going to be on my own. Like, give me life advice. And, like, those last two years, like, the teachers that came and went through that classroom were, like, the, my friends that I... And I talk to those people. I talk to yeah, my yeah, teachers. Yeah, yeah, those are who you keep You know, I keep yeah. up with my teachers from high school rather than my classmates. And... There was one classmate, she lives in Los Angeles too, but like that's the only girl that I still talk to from high school, and it's because we both left our hometown, we both wanted the career we went for, mm-hmm. and like we're just like like-minded, but high school, I did not have a good time. People always say high school is like their best high years. High school is shitty. I couldn't yeah. wait for it to be over. I, yeah. Just, I wanted to grow up, I wanted 
again, freedom. I wanted freedom. Me I too. Wanted freedom. Freedom is so huge. So, and I think that's not something that I really realized until really recently that that was what I was chasing. You were chasing the whole time. Was the this feeling of like, I independence. Just wanna, yeah, independence. Yeah. I thought it was like the independence, whatever. And you realize when you get older that it's just freedom and like finances are one big part yeah. of that freedom, right? You don't want to be. And you learned that at a very young age. Very young you age picked up because, on that yeah. right away. Well, right away, but and not and because like it's something we didn't have is mm-hmm. the other thing, right? Like literally, my dad came here with a hundred bucks. Yeah, so it we has nothing. Almost like in your blood to like yeah, hustle yeah. for the money. So like money is a huge factor in it, but that has shifted a lot mm-hmm. between like when I was going from high school to college. There was a whole like shit show of the yeah. So applying. were you applying for college like junior year of high school? Yeah, you it was really. It was like, set, like SATs. You know, everybody takes the SATs. Yep. I had SAT prep. You better get above a certain whatever, mm-hmm. or else you suck and you have to retake it. Lots of stress. Totally. Yeah, and and for something that I just didn't like, mm-hmm. like school again. School, yeah, you're like you school, hate. I didn't you like. Did not like studying. I hate that studying. is what the SAT and that's and not ACT. okay, you guys. Like not liking to study <laughs> and not liking that was that's not... a hard like struggle to deal with yeah. for sure it, as an asian you feel displaced when you are not doing as Studious. well as your other like, people yeah. like it just doesn't feel like you belong and as human beings you just kind of want to belong yeah, right that's need, a very normal yeah, thing you need that feeling of belonging so i did sure. i didn't belong so high school went and i was glad to be in college almost to get a new fresh start yeah so where did you go you went to i went to davis mm-hmm. uc davis and i picked biomedical engineering as my major knowing absolutely nothing about it but did you know the dollar amount of no the salaries no i didn't i did not know i picked it because i wanted to be a surgeon that was my first dream wow okay specific type of surgeon i want to be the er i want to be saving people's lives trauma Trauma i was i was very young and naive (laughs) um and i was like how cool would it be to like directly impact someone's life like literally literally save their life I didn't know how much they made. I didn't know what it took to be there. I just, that's what I wanted to do. And it was actually my dad that convinced me I shouldn't do it. Because he's like, you know, you're going to be Exposed in school forever. So much. Problem yeah. number one. Ten years of school. To no family because you're going to be paying off your debt. Like, do you really want to do this? So he actually really helped impact me in that. Gave you the reality check. Yeah, it. reality check. And, and I was, I respected my parents enough to listen. Yeah, that's another. You, if someone's going to give you like yeah. advice, you better respect yeah, them. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. it's just going to go over, over your head. head. And then, so I was like, well, I kind of want to do something based in medicine. So I just checked the box mm-hmm. next to something that had medical in it. There you go. Didn't know what engineering was. But you're going to mm-hmm. go for it. Dude, no idea. Got accepted into Davis because they had cows. Literally, I applied because they had cows. And so, when I was in elementary school, we went on a visit. The cows, we went to pet the cows and it ha- you... left a big mark. And I love the cows and I, was, is, I need to be here. Is their mascot a cow? <laughs> It's an Aggie. I think it's a horse. Uh, I'm super embarrassed that I don't know this. I mean, that's a missed opportunity. It should have been a cow. But so you just went to Davis. I went to Davis. Loved the cows. Loved the cows and picked Davis because of it. Yeah, like by luck, I think, and intuition, right? Yeah, Uh, like something was guiding you there. So, but obviously, it worked out for the better because the major you ended up picking is like I liked it, but I it was a grind, you guys. (laughs) It was. So hard for someone who does not like to study. Apply themselves. Holy to the shit! Side. Almost got kicked out. So first year, end of the academic first year, probation. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I don't think my parents know this, and I don't think I ever told them. <laughs> but I definitely was on academic probation. 
And if I got it on one more month, I would have been kicked out. Mm. One more quarter, I would have been mm-hmm. kicked out. It was too close for comfort. Yeah. Okay. You're like, gotta, like, whip it. Uh, yeah. Like, not amazing at math. Like, none of that. And by the way, I was, I took out all the loans for school. My parents that did was all under your, na- your name. Yeah. Yep. Everything was me. And being a female in engineering was good, is good, because you do get more grants that oh, way. Oh, yeah. Way more opportunities. So yep. if you want a degree, grants, yeah. Yep. If you want a degree and you feel like you can grind it out and you want to go to school, I highly recommend you try They want women in tech. Time. They... We can do this. <laughs> yeah. Or just exposing you so that you know you have the option is and, super important. Yeah, and if you like that, like, that is something that can turn into such a great career for somebody. Mm-hmm. And, like, you like stability and comfort and, yeah. like, the life you want to live. And, yeah. And, like, engineering and tech is, like, all, I'm all about it, you guys. Also, we need it. So that's also the other thing. So true. I did it because it was, like, truly, you guys, like, the human will. It's, it's a very amazing thing. I just grit your teeth. And if you want it badly enough, you're going to find a way. Yeah. It's very clear how disciplined that you've become and how much you've made yourself. got to be hard on yourself. I mean, yeah. you have to set limits and goals for yourself and stick to them. Yeah. And be accountable. Yeah. Self, the self-accountability part is huge because we live in a world where it's so easy to give yourself an out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the culture, like, you take care of yourself, whatever, you deserve this, whatever. But, like, honestly, nobody owes you shit. And if you want it, you go get it. And if you're making excuses it sounds like yeah and if something goes wrong along the way you kind of like use that as an excuse to cop out maybe you just don't want it that bad exactly i mean sometimes it does boil down to that you don't want it bad enough or you're not Mm -hmm. into it enough because if you do really want something bad enough Find, you will find, find a way ways to make it happen. Oh, yeah. And be realistic. Like, really. It's oh. really hard to have that conversation with yourself. Right? Uh, you have to have a deep reality yeah. check and, like, think about every single element of every decision you make if it's, like, super life-changing. Yeah. <laughs> Is it worth it? And I know I'm not going to reap the benefits now, but maybe in 10 years. Maybe, right? You know, you have to think about the, the investment in time yeah. and... Like, you might not see the return on the investment right away. Gotta be okay with it. Yeah, you have to. Which is like, yeah, like I said, if you have a big goal, like, helping it break it down into little sections, you can feel a little more successful about attaining the overall goal. Yeah, you you have to break every big task into small tasks. Yeah, and then that was your goal, was to be successful. And, like, that's Whatever that meant. Didn't know at that point (laughs) whatever success meant, right? It just meant Do you feel like that you would say that you are successful and that you fulfilled that goal? Yes, yes. So I am super happy today. Um, I think happiness is definitely like the benchmark for me. It's a little bit different for everybody and how you define that is super different. Yeah. Um, Happiness for me is financial freedom for myself, my family, and like my parents as a part of my family. Mm -hmm. Super important. Um, After I graduated school, I was super lucky. I got a job right out of school in tech. I did jewelry the whole time, by the way. (laughs) You're still doing Uh, the side hustle. I was doing the side hustle the whole time. And I actually ended up making 33 grand one year jewelry by myself pulling that in i think that is incredibly incredible for a college one woman show one woman show studying trying to get past school but that's like the hustle that you guys like we see you know really one percent lives on the internet on the like whatever instagram and it's impossible to show every single everything else the boring everyday grind that you put in fulfilling orders answering emails doing what people want that is you better love that because <laughs> yep. that's you better that love is that corresponding process. and going through emails printing stuff mm-hmm. like that is majority of the job yeah. besides decorating not cookies glorious like... <laughs> right not glorious no. but 
I know. So that's life. And so I think that actually trained me, right? Yeah. And then in college, I was also started stress baking because of engineering. That's oh when it started. Gosh. So I was like 19 or 20 when I turned on the oven for the first time. Stress was hitting. I was dying. I was like, you need an outlet. And then um, that's also when I met my husband. So my priorities kind of change a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you get dating. Yeah, you're boy. like, oh, yeah. whatever. And then um, I started slowly like Were you almost like baking for jewelry. him though? A little bit. Okay. Yeah, I like baking for him. I like baking for other people. And I liked how baking takes up your full attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You can't be thinking about yeah, anything Yeah, it's else. really hard to, like... You know, you can think, but when you are in the process of it, you're in the process of well, it. Well, it's, like, it's almost a form of meditation. Because yeah, meditation actually, is just yeah. being in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Like... Doing dishes is a form of meditation because yeah. you're, you're you're focused on you're the dishes. Yeah. You're washing the dishes, and then when you're baking, like you're focused on the ingredients, measuring, getting yep. it all mixed up, rolling it. You know, yeah. like why can everything? Just you have to right. be on and focused the entire time. That's why I love baking too. It just takes your mind off everything. Everything. It's our therapy, mm-hmm. right? So eventually, it became like. A very regular thing. Yeah. And I had a lot of failures that people had to eat. I was <laughs> yes, doing French macarons. So that was my first... That was the first like, one. obsession. Mm-hmm. Like, I did cupcakes, whatever, drop cookies, but everything else was fine, but macarons killed me. This is, like, before the macaron craze, like... It was, like, right before the macaron craze, but also, like, before blogs got super popular, mm-hmm. before the videos yeah, got... Yeah, like, There was no resources Yeah, back then. this is one year after then. YouTube started, because yeah, YouTube started right, in 2006, right, yeah. so this is, like, yeah. literally the beginning of everything, yeah. so there are no resources to go to. Exactly. Like, you're so, doing like, this on your own. I was still doing recipes, and that's yeah. how I started, right? So I never actually got my first success until, like, three years later. Everything was hollow. Everything was a mess. Yeah. It three took years? Three years of grind. And then did you start by weighing the ingredients? No. Yeah. Heck no. Are you kidding me? The scale was like an unknown thing for me. I was You're like, like why scale? It, that- now I'm all about it, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's probably three years later, you got the scale and then yeah, the macarons like, worked out. You're like, oh, <laughs> consistency. Yeah, it's a thing. So that happened. And then, like, I finished school. It took me five years. Yeah. So 22 is when I graduated. I started working for a biotech company. I was doing okay. compliance, quality engineering, and everything. And my boss was insane for the executive VP of a medical device company. And she was tough. Like, you were the assistant to her? Or... I was her bitch, but, like, her technical <laughs> bitch. Yeah. <laughs> because I had an engineering degree, and I was being groomed to be, like, an engineer. She was really tough. But they just, but like, they knew where they, they, they wanted knew, you in yeah, the future. Yeah, they knew they grooming me, obviously, yeah. because they saw, like, there was hustle, there was drive, you know, there was something. She's like, I know you can go far if you want to. Yep. Yeah. yeah she's like, so prove it to me. Prove it to yeah. me. So she gave me the opportunity to do everything. So I got very lucky in that corporate world yeah, no, to totally. be able to do everything. Have those opportunities mm-hmm. right there, exposed right away. I think the life is really weird. <laughs> I am not religious, but mm-hmm. I also am not not religious. <laughs> so like super agnostic. I don't really know. And I haven't seen proof either way that have swung me either way mm-hmm. very strongly. But the way that things have worked out has always been super interesting because they have always worked out. Yeah, it's just it. as long as you kind of like in vocalize what you mm-hmm. want and believe in it. And then you attract Things stuff. start happening. Right, it's kind of crazy. Happening. And yeah. I'm sure you've experienced that. No, I, we're very much alike because I yeah. don't have any religious beliefs. My dad is an atheist. Okay. My mom. <laughs> so like way not. Yeah, and then my mom, I'm pretty sure, is baptized Christian. And then I'm just like you, agnostic. I'm like, I believe there is a higher power, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't have I don't any know. proof. I do believe in like the universe and like the There's power. some kind of energy. You there know, is there's something, something that attracts people to each other. I mean, I've, I've felt like those signs and those energies. Energies, but yeah. you know, it just I've never you know consider it to be 
god or a religion. Yeah. But no, I totally believe in just like kind of putting things out there and just watching it deliver as long as and you take put the, the work into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't just like ask for something and expect something to happen. Yeah. Like you have to put steps toward it and just kind of like be like I'm taking the active steps. Just show me if there's yeah, something yeah, you're yeah, missing. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. Then, and then that's when people come in your life and like that's what I was missing. Exactly. And stuff like that. So super cool how and that's that what happened, happened with you. That's exactly what happened with me and through all these different phases i think what needed to happen happened mm-hmm. so i kind of gave up jewelry at that point because i was bored with it you know five years is six years is a long time for a kid right oh yeah and then um started picking up the baking thing and it got serious yeah because at that point you've well, been year doing one, it and well i've been doing it for a couple years already on the side but then it was the first year i baked for a thing which was a breast cancer awareness fundraiser oh my gosh and i made okay. decorated sugar cookies this, this was 2011 you guys in october october so, 2011 yeah. and it was for breast cancer awareness fundraiser at work did you make the little pink ribbons i did yeah i don't know what compelled me to decorate them but i did <laughs> and it was just single color yeah imagine. and it was it was like literally the worst thing to eat and see ever. Was it royal icing or did you use I think butter it cream? Was royal, it was not butter cream for sure. It okay. was icing, but it was royal and it was like underbeaten, runny, oh, yeah. opaque. Like it was unbelievably horrid. <laughs> but I got the bug. Yeah, yeah. you were obsessed at yeah, that point. Yeah, well, like I'm going to find time and figure out how to learn this, but I didn't get serious until next Christmas. It was just dabbling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, next Halloween, actually, yeah. is when I was like... It picked up, really. Learning. I was working this whole time, trying to pay off my student loans was a big deal. I had $25,000 worth of loans, which is not like that hella. In comparison to what people pay, $250,000 I'm like, plus. shit, how do you do that? So... Already 25000 was getting paid forty five grand a year salary. Had an apartment to pay for. I was completely on my own at that point. Um, Brian was not living with me. He was working had in San Francisco. Own, yeah. yeah, so he, we were living separately, all separate. So you have bills, right? Once yep. you cut your ties, financial ties with your parents... Oh, yeah. If you are able to 100%, and I mean truly, right? They're not paying for your cell phone, phone bill, like yeah, nothing. Nothing. Like, you are completely on your own. That's when you can truly claim yourself. Like, you know, everything is self-made, self-fulfilled. So, like... You feel more pride in yourself. You feel more pride. So, yeah. you can't... If your parents are paying for any of your stuff, you cannot bitch about anything. No. I and like, no. my, my mom still pays for my phone bill, so it's like... I can't complain. Well, also, you don't complain. It's about the people who complain, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, they're like, oh, my God, my life is mobile. You're yeah. like, your parents still pay your cell phone. Get over it. Yep. So, I mean, it's funny. I mean, I hope yeah. my brother doesn't listen to this because I know he ah! pays his own phone bill now. <laughs> You're just going to have to hook your parents up in some other way. I know. I mean, they one day they, they definitely know that. I'm going to reap some rewards and they're going to have some of them. <laughs> they, will. they will. They totally will. It's they all because will. of them that you know this is happening too. So... Yeah, and I think it's interesting that we keep talking about our parents, right? Even though your parents were divorced, they were still impactful, part of your life, stuff like Absolutely. that. My parents had a good relationship on the surface, but because of our cultural background, they're not, like, affectionate. Mm-hmm. They don't, like, tell each other I love you. Like, they don't do that. Yeah. So I really have no idea what their relationship is like, except for that they are not divorced and they live <laughs> together. We never hugged until, like... yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I can't think of my parents like holding hands in public. I I don't Mm -hmm. have any memories of that. Yeah, I don't have anything like that. You know, like I don't just know. But they're supportive. Yeah. Like they're supportive. And I think 
that also plays a huge part in and our And then they're success. also both entrepreneurial. So Are they? Okay. Like, my dad had businesses growing up. He's an electrician. Um, and then my mom worked in corporate for 10 plus years before she started her own company in advertising. Between the both of them... You got a little bit of that. I watched my dad have a company and then fail. And then I watched yeah. my mom grow a company and, like... So you've seen... You're, like... You've seen all this you're whole exposed, spectrum, yeah. right? Yeah. And, like, you know, like you said, we go back to our parents. Like, they expose us to things that will impact us, like... Hugely. I don't think I would have started a business unless I had that in... The support. Yeah. Yeah, the support. They so, know what goes into it. Interestingly enough... My experience is very different from you from a parental perspective. They're always there for me. They're, you know, whatever. Um, but they were both pure stability, right? They do it for survival because they have no money, nothing. Mom went to school. Mom worked. Mm-hmm. Dad went to school. Dad worked. Any way to have a stable job was the way to go. That was it. So that was my programming. So my whole life is stable, stable. Bring in a stable paycheck, right? It's like your whole life, who you are today is just like, it's a filter that you've made of stuff your entire life. So that was ingrained in me. Yeah. Even though I had these side hustles. You just, yeah, but then you're, that's not stable enough. I still need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then you're, and then like very recently I realized, I'm like, you're never going to be stable enough. Like you can have so much money or whatever. So then what does that even mean? So then how is stability in the future? uh, um... I don't know. So (laughs) it was weird because like that corporate life out of school was super stable. Mm -hmm. Except my biggest problem was getting bored. Like this is the most common theme of my life is I pick something up. I'm done with it. I want to move on more and more and evolution. I got lucky again. Two and a half years into that job, somebody, like, I found something to interview for because I was sick of the shit at work. I was like, I'm not going anywhere because I think you're, you just want to utilize me at my current position at the best, but you're not ready for me to progress. Yeah, you're like, not. Yeah. I'm ready. So that opportunity was not there. And then I went externally to look. I interviewed for something, didn't get it. But in that same company, a different group who had interviewed me as a part of that Mm -hmm. interview offered Saw me a job. You. Yeah. They're like, we need you ASAP. They gave me a huge pay bump mm. and was like, we will hire you tomorrow. Nice. That branch actually got shut down. Oh my God. Eventually. To a couple years in, like, yeah. it got shut down, but I got so much experience off of it. And actually, that was a really pivotal moment, moment. Yeah. Um, in my life was that shutdown. So I met one of my... Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. So one of the people that came in and did the assessment for the shutdown of that location is actually one of my really good friends now. She's one of my old bosses. Amazing. Really good friends. Amazing leader. Her and a couple of other bosses, just amazing leaders that have had experiences in very high-level corporate culture, came in, did assessments. They saw me in whatever they saw. <laughs> yeah, they... And I wouldn't know, right? Like, they're like, this is potential. Mm-hmm. So how do we take potential and grow it? So they kept the group that they thought had potential and grew them, and they threw things at me that I never thought I would do. Yeah. And each of those steps, like, the more I did, the more money I made, the more fulfilled I became because I was doing more. Mm -hmm. And they kept challenging me. Because you were wearing, like, multiple hats. So many hats. I loved the idea. So I've worked in regulatory quality, R&D, operations, and then regulatory again. So I've gone through, like, so many different... (laughs) Every day was something new. And, like, it was just so stimulating, and Mm -hmm. I loved it. And the people. 
So then in that, this job, are you baking often? Or? I was baking a lot. I was bringing all my fails into work, and that's when I <laughs> yes. started baking for people. I was for doing real. custom cookies, <laughs> yeah, for people. And then I also got my cottage food license around that time. Okay, so this is like 2014 then. 2014, so. 2015-ish, right? That was when I got serious. And then I got laid off in 2016. So between, for six months, between 2016 and 2017, I was baking You were full-time. Full time. Yeah. I was full-time cookier. So cookier, as we know it, is I was doing custom orders like crazy. I was selling those, on Etsy. Like, those six months were like hardcore. Hard. Yeah. core and I've never experienced that kind of lack of sleep or whatever and because you just like it. booked out yourself as much as you could I, I, I was not that good then <laughs> like I thought I was hot shit when I oh, was like I'm hot shit but, I can make all these Christmas but trees. it's because people hyped us up yeah though. like, like oh everybody God. said they were good <laughs> yeah it's just like what the heck it was so horrible but you, know what? We mean, all you, you get we a cookie decorated and you feel proud like that's yeah. all that matters and yeah. you were just cranking out like, I was high volume, out, yeah, at high that volume. Yeah. and then eventually went back into a corporate world because again i wanted insurance yeah I you're like i need my benefits insurance. <laughs> the benefits are huge i don't know how you get and them. you know i'm serious yeah. like again your your programming mm-hmm. right is so much of who you are and that that stability was something that i craved constantly I didn't know why. Yeah. Right. So that six months period, you were like, I'm still craving it. So I'm, I went back. I'm like, I went back and I went to big corporate Phillips. Yeah. It paid really well. The benefits were really good. I was suffocating. I never felt that sense of just like closing in around you. I'd go to work. Really? Like you just felt like just and, everything was just kind of caving. Yeah, in everything. And it's like crazy because I've never like cried in front of like my boss or anything. Yeah. Went in my office and like just lost my shit. Like, and I'm how... pretty sure like he had no idea what was going on and he felt so bad for me because <laughs> I couldn't like... even like verbalize what was happening. Just the emotions inside. were pouring Yeah, out. just yeah. emotions. And I need to do more. I don't know what it is. I don't think I'm like super happy here. Mm-hmm. And then people were driving me crazy. I couldn't do the things I wanted to do because I'm such a small cog in the huge machine. Zero impact. You're feeling way too much weight on your shoulders. Lost my shit completely. So it got to the point where I was at work and got all my stuff done. I was just waiting for the responses of other people to come back. And I would start stress shopping online. I was making money. I was spending it on things that I didn't need because Uh I was bored. Right. I couldn't spend that time at Borderlands. I mm-hmm. just couldn't invest the same amount of time because I was at work, right? Yep. So now you're torn between those things. You are. Like, you're almost, like, daydreaming, like, mm-hmm. at your at your desk about, like, what you could be doing. It is. That's but, exactly what I was doing. Yeah. Right? I was like, okay, I need... I need something. Yeah. I need some out or mm-hmm. something like that. And that was... And it's because your year. job is, like, you're not creative in your field. You're like, right. I, I think was that's not probably creative. what it is. So that was an operations job. So it was a service-oriented mm-hmm. job. And it was very, here's what we do. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of creative problem-solving, but very little compared to the other jobs that I've had. Yeah. And, so like, is it, it's is it's not real. very hands-on. It's, like, it's mostly computer work, mm-hmm. phone that's calls, fine. and... Like, I'm good with that collaboration. Yeah. It was just small, such a small piece of the world. And I couldn't see, like, how everything fit together. I like, what see impact, my impact is this? Yeah. I couldn't see my impact. I think that was, like, the biggest problem. Yeah, so then last year, you were saying... Last like... year. So that was actually last... So 2018, May, June, I got a call from my boss from my old job. She's like, I'm at this startup. I think we need you. startup is in Boston and I'm like I don't know I'll do whatever to make it work because (laughs) I just need something more stimulating because this is killing me like yeah and she's reaching out so I'm happy I like the perfect time right Mm -hmm. so I say yes we interview like everything's great so now I'm traveling and I quit my old job it was fabulous I was only there like 18 months (laughs) 
You know, and out, things I got moved, out. And right? Like, that was like, the thing. It goes moved. back to this universe. You yeah, were like, like wanting it out. It was like it was literally weeks after I lost my shit at his office that it happened, and it was just like I don't even know how this is happening. Of course, Borderlands is growing in the mm-hmm. background. That's also when Food Network happened. Yeah, I was just gonna say, this happened. is all happening right now. You're filming all everything. All this everything's time. happening. You're growing. I'm, I'm tired. You're making I'm super cookies. Tired, making and all your off time. Yeah, and like at that point, I'm already building product that I want to do, like mm-hmm. the piping bags. The yeah, brand, you're the scribes, you're like, placing orders for all this stuff that's I out am, right well, now. Well, I'm negotiating the cars and what I have the to tariffs do. and like yeah, it was a, it was a huge pain in the ass. You guys, getting all this stuff done is hard. Exports and imports are not Suck, fun, as you know. Customs, as like you forget know. about it. Forget about <laughs> it. So I was doing all of that and my boss called so I drop everything and I'm like I'm at this job so it's a startup it was crazy so you're traveling to Boston every other week for a while every other week so I was doing cookies I was doing Borderlands Borderlands was taking off Mm -hmm. like big time big time by the way it's taken four years for Borderlands to take off I want to be super super clear because some people like I've been doing this a year I'm not seeing growth blah blah yeah, people don't realize Y'all the time has to go. are not being patient enough. Yeah. <laughs> As you, you would understand. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. It wasn't even until just this year that... Things started really progressing. I started, like, seeing actual growth, so... But you also found yourself, right? Yeah. In, like, the space. Mm-hmm. You are authentic to who you want to be, and yeah. after that... Once you just start owning who you are is when you'll start yeah. seeing things change. And then you also can't compare yourself to those who have been doing yes. it for years and And who years have already gone through that process. This yeah. is, like, the process They've already found themselves. Passage. So... <laughs> yeah. So the process is super, super important. And we all have our own pace is one of my friends was telling me that, you know, we all have our own pace. Oh, it's, it's happening right now. Like between the, I swear it was like May 2018. Yeah, like, just this like, all happened. You got the new job. Instagram is yeah. booming. You were on TV. You were being asked to do so many more things. Yeah. And then that's where the hype got built up. Mm-hmm. I hate hype. <laughs> yeah, I like absolutely hate hype. This is why I don't have like, oh my god, launch date, whatever. Like, I don't hype the shit out of anything. You because just launch I think and go. It's temporary. Yeah. Hype is temporary. You want to build the trust and stuff like that. That takes time. Yeah. No, totally. Right? Loyalty and stuff Loyalty like that. Loyalty stuff, but that takes time. So, like, hype. Because hype can be noise. done in a day. Like, yeah. someone could be hyped on you for two minutes and yeah. then be done. So, like, you don't let stuff like that, like, over-inflate your sense of self-worth. You have to have your sense of self-worth. Super important just to keep your feet on the ground, Mm -hmm. right? So you just kind of keep your heads on straight. And then I knew at that point when I was at the startup that I'm like, I think Borderlands can become something. You started to see even financial... Yeah, for the first time. Independence off of just that. For the first time. And the goal was I needed to be making as much I was making in corporate. Yep, it had to be equal. It had to be equal. And that meant that included my insurance, that included my 401 contributions, Mm -hmm. like... Everything had to be exactly equal. Everything that you were contributing now Mm -hmm. had to be contributed the exact same. And that's that's something that like you have to decide for yourself. It's very personal, right? Not everybody has to do it that way. They can can literally cut your salary in half if you want. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, how much do you want to give up? And that's how much I was willing to give up. And I was not willing to quit until I hit my goals. Again, you put it out there, and then you worked toward it. I worked worked my ass off, Mm -hmm. right? A couple of really interesting things happened between then and now that led me to quit is I just went to Vegas with a friend just for like a night and we were kind of like interacting with some people that were doing things that they really loved and they were getting paid well for it and I'm sitting there just kind of like feeling really weird because I knew I had something that I loved yeah you're like I have something too and then just kind of felt like I wasn't being fair to myself by not 100% 
going like, it's like owning it and being owning like, this it. is this is my baby this is what yeah I do. like this like, is what i do and like when i introduced myself the cookies was always the second thing it was yeah. always yeah i work in biotech whatever there's yeah. a pride tied up in that because you have the recognition you have like you everybody knows you make a lot of money like, like accolades you know, yeah like, like well, I mean, it's in just, biotech, it was like everyone assumes you're you're if you're in biotech, you do fine. But when you're doing cookies, like the initial reaction is always not that positive. No, it's like you work from home and you're just a yeah. little homemaker. I super have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too. All right, so when I was working at the startup, um, it, it was like up and down as far as workflow goes. So I would okay. get really busy sometimes, but it'd be really dead. That's when I worked on Borderlands and I made it very clear wow, to the people that I worked lucky. with. Yes. <laughs> like, um, th- again, like the universe, it's like freaking creepy. Sometimes mm-hmm. you feel like it was happening for a reason. You yeah. had that off time because yeah. the universe knew that you needed time to put into something yes. else. And they allowed me to do that. Not only that, they surrounded me with a group of leaders who encouraged me to do that. So they, everybody knew that I had this side. Yeah. They, they were like really into it too. And they're they like, supported you supported your freedom. Like they, they supported mm-hmm. And it was a job where they didn't care and I was already in a couple of jobs where they didn't care my hours as long as I got the work done yeah and I worked with like a international group of people throughout some of these jobs so there's like I was on a whack time difference anyway yeah, yeah so as long as I met those nobody cared yeah, accountability discipline mm-hmm. you know yeah no that's that was like one thing that like I didn't have at work I felt like when I left work I was still like attached to work even though I didn't even have a corporate phone yeah I just felt like my mind was constantly thinking about work, even when I was off the clock, and I didn't want that. Like, because I, I yeah. felt the pressure, because yeah, I felt yeah. like when was I was it like leaving, mental tax or like yeah, just like knowing what I had going on the next day, and <sighs> how many things that might come up that aren't on were my you schedule cookies yet. Then? Were you were you like dabbling or not? <laughs> I honestly started dabbling into cookies during the last six months of my time at work. No job, yeah. Because that was the same exact time I was just looking for an out. I wanted to leave, but I wanted to go into corporate still. I wanted to just find a different job elsewhere. Mm -hmm. The universe was like, just here, you're going to find cookies. I was even like, guys, like maybe I'll go into writing. How did you find cookies? Spencer's sister, um, July of like 2017, introduced me to Holly Fox on Instagram. Oh, and was just like, you might like like the colors and the videos. Like, you just gotta like watch this. Literally, like she's not a baker. She was like, you just might like this. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is eye candy. Like obsessed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And from there, like I found the frosted cookiery. I found you. I'm pretty sure. And. like sweet ams i think those are like the four majors and just kind of like watch your guys's videos and i was like "Ah, this is like cool and at that point i am not artistic but i wanted i wanted to be you know and like i have tried to be in art like i I signed up for art classes and never nothing ever worked and (laughs) like literally just nothing ever worked i could not do it and i was like okay like i'm having halloween party so this is october 2017 and i'm like i want to do let's do this like up made decorated cookies with Spencer. He did it with me. And so, yeah, October um, 26, 2017, I did cookies for the first time. Oh, my God, look at that And then growth. it was my first sold set was January 2018. Holy shit. And there was a co-worker. Oh, my God. Good for <laughs> you. And it was her wedding. <laughs> and I was like, what? You're brave. Yeah. You're very, that was very brave. Yeah, it yeah. really was. And, like, I brought the cookies, like, into the office. And I'm like, guys. Were you, like, like hella proud, though? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, I love was it. so love proud. It. They were just an S and a J yeah. and a heart. Yeah. And they were in a bag. And Do it you was have a picture so of simple. Those? Oh, yeah, totally. We should show yeah, yeah, you yeah, these because they're so funny. <laughs> You've gone so far. It's so that's, that was baking then. 
That was the those those are the cookies, and that was baking them. That's that was legit. the flooding job. That's that's really legit. That's them. That's <laughs> the very first order that they was paid for. Really good. I'm really impressed. Thank they you. Look, no, I'm serious. They look really good. I mean, I know they tasted good, and like <laughs> those were them, and that I got paid for those, and yeah. it was because Did you, like of, catch that feeling or the bug or like oh what I was, was it? like. People can pay me for this. I was like, you want to pay me for this? Okay. And literally I did hers and then I I offered Valentine's Day boxes um, and sold a bunch. And I was shipping them at that point to people in Vegas and like all over. And I literally sold, um, because at the time I'm working for TJ Maxx and Marshalls. So I'm going to Mm. Marshalls. Buying these cute Valentine's Day boxes on a discount. And then, like, selling them. And then putting my cookies cookies in them. Selling them. And my coworkers are buying them for their friends and stuff. And I can't... I think I sold, like, 20 boxes. Like... Dude, you were, like, Very first pre-sale. This feels great. I'm like, this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's February. And then come March, I was like, I'm leaving. (laughs) Bye. What what up? What it was is I was so over it. I hit my two years, so I banked on... Um, two extra weeks of like vacation time essentially. That you could cash out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I'm right at the beginning. I just took like, a small vacation and I was like planning my vacation for the rest of the year. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to run out of time like by April. And I'm like, that's not the life I want to live. I want to travel. And I have somewhat of a client list going on right now. And I have a savings and I'm going to cash out on my vacation hours. Okay. So you hit all the things <laughs> that you knew were not going to screw you financially. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to like move back anywhere with your parents nope. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I was like, if I can, it was basically, can I survive for six months? Got like, it. Do I have enough yeah, money okay. for six okay. months? Got and it. I did. And yeah. I left. Yeah. That's very brave. That's, oh. that's less thinking and less hesitation than most of us would do. I right? it, took did, me, I, it took me almost 10 years. Oh, yeah. Right? I, didn't, I didn't think about the realistic things, of course. Did you like, have debt? Like, Oh, I have student debt. I still have yeah. $21,000 in student loan debt. Okay. Um, I racked up some credit card debt in my freaking apartments okay. in LA. Like, okay. There's definitely stuff that I still have, but I was like, I'm young enough that I can like retreat back to corporate you know, if I need. Even, that whole attitude mind you i'm like 23 rare. i think you're, like i'm really well, and you're only 24 <laughs> yeah going on 25 yeah to discover that young very I impressive i feel like you know i was naive of course but at the same time it's kind of like it works in my favor yeah. to not think about those really heavy hard deep things and just kind of like approach them when they come to the surface but and most importantly you knew you could take the risk yeah right you mm-hmm. were you knew you could don't have so kids yeah. and like the debt is not like so crazy, crazy. crazy yeah um but and I also have family that is they're willing to help financially yeah. if I need it there's never gonna be a point where you're gonna be like homeless no. or whatever. safety net and support yep. were the two things exactly and then it was just as long as I can survive for like six months I was good with what I had because I knew I still had money that was still going to be coming in and being built up mm-hmm. and you know, lucky for me, when I quit, you know, it's Easter. So, like, I immediately had an Easter pre-sale. Yeah, things and, that kept you going. Yeah. That, like, kind of, like, made you feel like, okay, I'm achieving something. I'm bringing in some money. I'm, like, making a living for myself. Right? And I'm able to pay rent. And, like, yeah. that is, important. Like, Very important. And I was, like, awesome. I can do it. So, like, yeah, that's the first whole year from that March oh, onward was just booking and booking and booking. See, you guys? And I was not that good in the beginning. You know what? Here's the, here's the most interesting thing about chats like this is, like, Mick and I have similar businesses, right? Yeah. Um, and, like, how much more time went into yours it's before. It's hugely, and that's, that's highly personal and up to you, and it's not something you should ever compare yourself no. to with other people. Because everybody's past Like, she got it done within two years. <laughs> okay. 
it took me like 10. And that's because you had inner battles that you were mm-hmm. still facing and you had that stability and great mindset. In your brain. Yeah, yeah, it was just like the programming. Mm-hmm. So go at your own pace. That's yeah. one of the huge things that I think she and I both stress is it doesn't matter. Yeah, because like you yeah. tell me your story and I'm just like in awe of just like everything that you already have under your belt. And yes. I'm not sitting here like, oh man, should I have like done this a little yeah, bit no, longer? No, absolutely like, not. Should I have stayed in corporate? No. like, and, and I'm sitting here listening to her and feeling like I'm exactly where I need to be. I should not have quit it five years ago. Like, I actually don't feel that way. That's good. Like, you quit at the the exact time time I felt like I needed to. Yeah. So that's another takeaway for people is really, truly. I'm going to say almost a year now I've been telling people, like, I feel like, and I feel like this is how you've been feeling too, is that I've been in, like, a slingshot and I've been being pulled back and I can, like, feel the tension of being pulled back. And And resistance too at the same time, right? You can just feel everything and then, and, like, kind of, like, being loose and forward, but then you're like, no, I'm pulling back more and you're just, like, pulling back and you just know you're about to propel into something yeah. huge and Something's I just coming, yeah. feel like that's where you are right now I have plans that aren't like totally set in motion but like they're going to yeah, be and I just them. I feel like right now like 2020 like we're about to just like <laughs> slingshot into like some amazing things you yeah. are just you're taking your tech background and everything that you have accumulated under your belt for mm-hmm. over a decade and gonna turn it into cookies like yeah like going- so one of the things that I've always said is I think cookies is not my end game for me cookies it's not is, forever it's not forever but it's right now like I think people kind of feel like oh what I do has to directly translate into my beliefs or whatever but I think what you do is just a vehicle for what you believe in yeah. and all that stuff so cookies is my vehicle for it's happiness like- self-fulfillment mm-hmm. self-fulfillment is so big Success for what it means to you so big. That self-reliance so big. Mm-hmm. Hard work so big. Yeah. And then practical those skills are your to support that. Yeah. Those are my values and those are the things that I use the cookie and the cookie world and teaching and all of that stuff to... That's how, I, like that's how I show you, yeah. right? So that's what I plan to do, keep doing um, with Borderlands Bakery through product, through teaching, through resources, hopefully a lot of them free to make yeah. sure that people who are at home who, you know, you might not be bringing like 50K, 100K, it doesn't matter, whatever you need, like whatever you want, you can scale, easily scale too. So having tools for people who are doing two orders a week, Mm -hmm. having tools for people who are doing 20 orders a week. 2,000 cookies a week. (laughs) So those are the things that I'm looking into. And I want to talk to more people like Mick and, and Mick wants to do the same thing where we just interact with more people so that they can share their stories and give their perspective. Yeah, because you, there could be someone in, tech right now that is doing cookies too and there are like so many of you have shared your stories with me and i think it's super important to continue doing that and finding an avenue for people to share their stories with their own voice like yeah you can always type an article and like read somebody's answers but when you can actually hear their story from their own words and their own emotions like it's so much more impactful and powerful and Mm -hmm. you can take away so much more and like when I listen to podcasts like this, like I have notes out, I'm writing down quotes, like I'm taking yeah. notes and like Audio's the way to go. Yeah, you and guys, I'm like, right I have now. to follow this person, I need to know more. <laughs> like you become invested. Like it's just crazy how like chatting for over an hour you can just learn so much. Yeah, so the other thing that I really wanted to quickly touch on is um like the people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. So super crucial. Super crucial. Um don't didn't really realize what that meant until very, you know, two years recent two years is the people around you shouldn't always be the ones who are like 
I support everything you do. They should be the ones who can tell you the really, really, really or, like, hard. question, you know, They should things, question you know? and poke holes at everything you do. And it all comes from a place of love. And I think most of us are so soft and, like, positive and, like, just so... We look for those positive yeah, affirmations. Yeah, you look for those yeah. positive affirmations. And this is not to say you should be negative, but you should be practical. Yeah. And realistic, right? And unique and constructive so criticism. Hard. And to be able to take that from people and to find a group of people who will really just give it to you straight... Like, like need so honesty <laughs> yeah so so important so i'm so grateful that i have people in my life who would do that and mm-hmm. my parents they're not like you know like super vocal like again they're not super affectionate but they have very they're like super proud they tell me that but they question every single thing that i do along the way yeah it, it, out every of love, decision yeah. out of love um they didn't have the luxury of like chasing their happiness and that's like what success is to you now is like the happiness because so, they couldn't have that something yeah. they didn't have and i want my parents to have that right now and even more and like the whole stability thing money whatever right other thing is, like, money comes and goes. So oh, here's yeah. the thing. You could be as rich as hell. You could have saved your whole life. It could be gone in an instant. You can lose it right away. My parents, in 2017, got scammed out of their entire life savings. So, <sighs> as immigrants, yeah. they've been saving their entire life. They that barely is... use any for themselves. $415,000 literally gone, gone in, in a snap one of fingers, transaction. right? So... After seeing that... And just that... And they lost trust in, like... Everything. 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 Yeah. yeah. like, there's zero trust in everything. But seeing that really, like, actually gave me a next level of motivation is they've sacrificed their entire life. They saved their entire life. This is when they should be enjoying and they're not and they enjoying. Can't. So that really fuels me, actually, because one of the goals is I want to pr- be... Want to support my, and provide My family to be happy because they sacrifice so much for me, right? Yeah. Now I realize how and much you they want sacrifice. Every- yeah, just yeah. reciprocate. The, you will never be able to pay back your parents for, like, raising never. you right like, no. Never. There's hours that they can't get back that you can't Ever. give them back. Ever. And, like, the pain for your mom. Yeah. You know, like, never. <laughs> never. Oh, my God. No. So, one of the things that I really want to do is build a business where I'm able to share that in that success with my family, sharing it with other people, mm-hmm. and make sure people understand that I'm a business that supports anybody doing whatever the hell they want you know we live in the 21st century it's not 19 like 80s anymore where everyone's doing patents copyrights whatever as long as you put out a good product there should be no need to go stomp on anybody else's stuff just like stand by what you do do stand by do make it really good and if there's something similar out there that's fine please relax and you know then just evolve what you're doing evolve what you're doing stay true to yourself and if you can do that you'll never like really feel like you're copying someone Mm -hmm. or whatever it is and and keep in mind the world is so big there are so many people there are so many perspectives and what you bring is really your individual perspective even though if we're doing the same thing you bring a slightly different perspective and that can reach somebody else in a different way yep so never feel like I mean every single you know, one of us as a cookier do have one unique we, thing exactly. that we bring to the table. Exactly. Like, there is something. Exactly. So there is enough for all of us. So that's another one of our oh, core there's values. room for everybody at the and table. And it, it's one of mix too, right? Yeah, you can see absolutely. it in her behavior and how she's supportive of a lot of people in our industry. Yeah. Who no, do I, similar things. I'm oh, I'm here for the beginners. I'm here for those that feel like what they're doing isn't enough. And I'm just here just to provide positivity and support because like you need it. Like I needed the support and And I even, like, at the time that I was looking for a new job and finding cooking, I was, like, literally looking just for a connection in my life. Kind of, like, similar in high school when I wasn't sitting at lunch with the student body and I was just kind of retreating Mm -hmm. to the classrooms. 
I was at work sitting completely by myself on like this desolate floor at the office because I just could not relate to anybody. And I was like, I need connections. And I literally like bought crystals that like formed a mandala that is like to bring connection into your life. And I literally like prayed over this like crystal as thing. someone who is not, not religious, religious or whatever. I believe in the crystals. Yeah. Sending energy into these crystals. I'm but like, you were so desperate. Like, you like, just wanted bring something connection. like, Bring yeah. me, like, people that, like, get it. Like, I just, I'm not finding it. And I, it wasn't until, like, you know, a year ago, I'm like, those are the connections. They, it was a cookie community that I finally found that it had the like-mindedness. They had the same goals. They, I could talk to them about anything. It didn't even have to be cookies. It was just they, like, would get it. And whenever I meet a cookie in real life it's like I've known them my whole life Mm -hmm. and it's like incredible and the connections is the success for me because like I was seeking it very deeply and I have like so many friends yeah (laughs) you don't feel like empty you don't feel like you're lacking not at all like even though it's like internet friends there's people that I have spread around the world now it's like anywhere I go I have friends (laughs) like it's crazy it's so cool and you know money is one thing and like having or Orders, but for me, it's like literally my happiness levels yeah. and the connections that I have that fulfill me and that would consider myself to be successful in this world, in this cookie world. And I think you'll find that once you have that peace in yourself of like, okay, this is kind of what makes me happy and I know it and I own it, yeah. right? You have to know what makes you happy. Yeah, you have yeah. to know that you have to have enough self-awareness to really be true about what makes you happy. I don't care if you like money. I don't care if you like really like that's yeah. not my business. No. It's as long as it makes you happy if it's and you, you can it's own you. It. Yeah. yeah, you own it, you'll realize you kind of attract very like-minded people mm-hmm. into your circle without even realizing. Without it. even realizing it and that's a huge takeaway. And that's for why you have to be there. true to yourself because if you're not, you're then attracting the wrong people. Yeah. And you'll never feel like you belong. No. Like, and that's Me it wasn't in the corporate in, world. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until the cookie world that like yeah. I finally felt connected and just like belonged and just found my place like truly. It's like, so crazy, but I'm just so happy because, like, it brought us together. Mm -hmm. Now, like, we've hung out a few times now. It's so cool. And, and, like, just learning about your story makes me respect you so much more and just makes me feel so much more connected to you. And, like, I love feeling, like I said, just more connected. And it's awesome. I feel like you have the same value of just connecting because you have classes and that, like, connects us to those people in such a deeper and cooler way. I mean, you can make cookies all day, but there's nothing like getting out there and meeting people. There's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing can replace that no <laughs> so we're here to do that more and the mix gonna keep having people on here that you know we can just talk about really cool things share stories share inside story. yeah but thanks for chatting <laughs> on my this first episode it's so fun so fun <laughs> is there yeah. any other things like is there a quote that maybe you live by that you want to share a quote or... that i live by? okay if it was easy everybody would be doing it so that's, that's one of the good big one. ones because It's not like one of those happy-go-lucky quotes, and I am not a quote person. You guys, like, (laughs) I don't post quotes on my Instagram. Like, this is not my jam, because quotes can be taken out of context, right? Yeah, it may not be the whole quote. Exactly. So, to me, like, that kind of captures it. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And if you're asking yourself, why isn't it happening it? like, faster? Because it's hard enough? Yeah, are you working hard (laughs) enough? And maybe it is really hard. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll take a long time to get there. So, kind of align yourself with... 
the reality and balance and that with just your dreams. Keep trucking along. Yeah, and keep going. <laughs> right. You want it, you can keep going, you got this. And then Mick and I are here if you need anything to chat. DM us. We are here. Yeah. Thanks so much, Lisa, again. Thank and you. maybe we'll have you on again in the future to catch up on what's going on. For sure. <laughs> All right. Bye, All right. guys. Bye.